1: Jeremy Wise here, host of the Process Breakdown Podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Check out past episodes. You know, Daniel, we had David Allen of Getting Things Done. We had Michael Gerber of The E-Myth and many more. So you could check out past episodes on the podcast. And before I introduce today's guest, Daniel LeBlanc of Amazia, this episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. If you've had team members ask you the same, Daniel, I'm sure this never happens to you. Right? Team members ask you the same questions over and over again, and it's the 10th time you spend explaining it. Well, guess what? There's a better way, there's a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, and hospitals and software companies use them, but I was talking to Owen, uh, one of the founders, and First responder government agencies use them in life or death situations to run their operations. So I was like, that's pretty cool, Owen. Use the, you Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your time. So you can focus, focus on growing your team and empowering them. You could sign up for a free 14-day trial. No credit card is required. You can go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T, process.com. I'm excited. Today, we have the director of operations at Amazia. Daniel LeBlanc and Amazia helps you achieve your true Amazon potential. And, you know, when I was researching it, Daniel's like, basically they take the heavy lifting off of your team so you could focus on growth, but I'll let you give the most accurate representation. Tell us what Amazia does and how you service people.
0: Yeah.
2: So what we do, we work with brands on Amazon specifically right now, we are growing and expanding to, you know, other uh, portals like Walmart and eBay. But right now, we we do definitely focus on the Amazon brands, and what we do is we want to make sure that the end consumer is getting the right product. That's the most important thing Uh, I know for Amazon is one of their policies, Um, and we we take great pride in making sure that you know if a seller is not selling the right product, um, you know we're doing everything we can to protect our brands. Um, We do marketing, we do distribution, um, we transfer brands from you know. uh, seller sent front or into seller central, um, because it, you know, Amazon does have some, you know, loopholes that, that, that are hard to get through. So we've learned that, uh, you know, just growing brands and, and being on top of it so that you don't have to, um, and allow you to focus on, you know, the other portions of your, of your retail business.
1: You know, Daniel, what I want to ask about too, is you mentioned, you know, protect people want to protect their brand. What are some of the client, the issues, pe- the clients come to you with?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we have fraudulent or, uh, you know, counterfeit products, um, that, that consumers are getting, we want to make sure we go away from that. with trademark, um, expired products, you know, and then just protecting map as well. So map is the, you know, the, the price on Amazon that we, that the brand wants to sell it at. So it re- matches either their retail markets or their brick and mortar. Um, we want to make sure that we're aligned with, with that price so that it, it does keep the integrity of that brand. You know, if you have a luxury item, you know, such as a Lafco candle or, you know, a high-end hair product, you want to make sure that it keeps that, that, um, you know, that value of that product. So those are the certain things that we protect for, for our brands.
1: Walk me through a little bit how it works, uh, to work with you. So let's take main choice. Main choice comes to you. They say, we need your help. We don't want to do all this heavy lifting. We want you to help us. How does it work from there?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked to them about the, what their needs are, what, what what are they really truly looking for? And most of our brands are, are really looking for the growth, right? I mean, they're, they're looking for brand protection. They want to distribute, they want marketing, but all of that wraps up into really growing a brand. Right. So for main choice, for example, um, you know, a couple of years ago when I started almost three years ago, actually, when I started, this brand was roughly revenueing with us about $800,000 a year. And we're now over the $2 million mark. And, and just by doing the marketing and brand protecting and keeping map where that needs to be and, and um, removing sellers that aren't supposed to be selling that product on, on Amazon, you know, we've been able to really grow that brand. So when we really go after a brand, we, we hear all the little things, but what we sell them on really is we want to grow your brand So whether, you know, obviously they grow it by purchase orders, right? Because we buy other product from them um, and then we sell it on Amazon so that we can keep, again, like I said earlier, keep in line with MAP, keeping in line that their brand integrity. Um, So really, you know, the brand comes to us the sales team talks to them. And then we have a whole onboarding process. So there's a lot of steps. I mean, you would think that you can just be like, I want to sell on Amazon and I put a product on it and it goes, but that's really not the case. I mean, there, we have a whole team of experts here um, that know every step of the product. So, you know, that's one of my jobs as operate as the director of operations is to manage all those. So I have account managers, I have the e-commerce team, I have my warehouse, and then I have my marketing team. So, Those are all the key things that we need to get in the line and tell our brand, these are the expectations. And then they kind of just have to give us the trust and give us the autonomy to do what they don't really want to do. No one wants to deal with Amazon. No one wants to talk to Amazon because you really can't talk to anybody. So, but we figured out, we figured out that um, kind of secret, if you will. And and that's how we, you know, manage our brands.
1: Uh, Daniel, I was looking at your website and uh, what stuck out to me and a product that stuck out to me, kind of a unique product, was Xanfil. What's Xanfill? Oh, yeah. and and what do you do with them?
2: So So Xanfell is, you know, a unique product that is, you know for, technically, it, it sells as a um, poison ivy poison oak uh, relief yeah. cream. Um, but you can use it for spider bites. You can use it for mosquito bites, but, that, but, you know, really anything that itches on your skin, it's, it's a very unique product. And yes, we have our seasonal period, which is coming up around the bend here, um, you know, where poison oak and poison ivy are growing fluently in the forest and, and camping areas, if you will. But the great thing about Zanfel is, um, you know, it's a kind of a mom and pop product that's really just exploded um, out, out in the world. And, you know, we, we increased their sales in the first year, 159%. We've removed 95% of their sellers and we were able to keep compliance with them at hundred percent. So, you know, it's one of those brands that we we love working with. Um, they've been a brand with us for a long time. Um, but, you know, they, they are this mom and pop. So what we've been able to do is they don't have to worry about it. They just let us do our thing. Um, and they love, you know, they're one of the, one of my favorite brands to talk to. Um, and they're just really dedicated to their product um, because they worked hard to get it out there into the world. So yeah, it's kind of uh, the, the packaging is, is kind of interesting when you look on, on uh, Amazon, it has a picture of this kid who got <laughs> poison, poison oak. And then in, you know, in two days later, he's fine because of this cream. So it's kind of a lifesaver for a, a lot of people who are, you know, into the outdoors and, and even not really, because poison oak sometimes lives in in severe areas. So yeah,
1: I mean, talk about a product filling a pain point. I mean, that's it's like you get that and you're like, I need something, I need something to put on it to, to yeah. not itch like crazy. Yeah. Um, you you mentioned removing sellers. Are explain that to people for a second. Are there rogue sellers? How are they getting it? And then how are they kind of infiltrating Amazon?
2: Yeah. So, you know, we want to make sure that our brands have a reseller policy or a distribution agreement, if you will. Um, and then what happens is, is, you know, distributors just distribute to distributors who distribute to distributors. So what happens is these sellers that are, you know, down the road um, that are not connected directly to the brand, you know, are taking this product and selling it on Amazon, um, you know, at a lower price, or they're not maintaining the trademark or they're they're using pictures that maybe is an expired box or an expired, you know, model of that product. So, um, How are are they
1: getting it? How are they getting the product
2: typically? I mean, you can get it from stores. You can, you know, sometimes stuff gets liquidated from, like I said, a distributor who distributes to a
1: distributor
2: down that road. Um, so it's, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes, people get it that they don't know they're not supposed to sell it on Amazon. So what we do is we just, you know, we, we graciously say, Hey, you're violating a reseller policy. We just are asking you if you can remove yourself. And then we go, you know, we go on our process. Um, you know, we're, we're not out to do any harm to any businesses or anything, but our goal is to protect the brand. So we're doing it in a, you know, calm and professional and methodical way to make sure that just people understand you just can't sell anything on Amazon Uh, especially for violating, you know, trademark or, you know, if it's counterfeit or if it's expired product or it's not meeting the the requirements of Amazon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. It's it's really interesting. Some of the products, I mean, it seems like you're the keeper of hair products. When I look at your website, you got, you have curl keeper, you have the, the main choice. Do you, do you attract a lot of skin and hair products?
2: Yeah. I mean, we have, we have outdoor products, we have hair, skin, nail health products. Right. um, And then we have some automotive, um, you know, automotive uh, accessories. Um, Our business kind of started with the health and beauty and we've been able to expand out. So that's why we typically, you know, on our, on our roster, we do have, you know, some hair and beauty. Um, And that's just from, from trade shows. There's a lot more health and beauty trade shows than there are other things. Um, And, you know, we, we go to trade shows and we're, we're kind of well-known because if you notice behind me, this, this purple, it's, it's a strong purple. Um, and we, our team, when we're at trade shows, we're wearing the purple, we're wearing the purple Converse we're you wearing stick the purple out. jackets. Yeah. We're wearing the purple shirts. Um, you know, so we really stand out and people, you know, remember who we are and, uh, you know, we're a fun group of people to work with and, and work around. So do you have favorite trade shows. What are your favorite health and beauty ones? I mean, Cosmoprop is, is incredible. Um, CES is like electronics is it's crazy how large it is. Um, and then I've been to SHOT Show, which, you know, it's a, it's a gun. And where is that? You know, yeah. That was where, in Vegas. Oh, got it. Vegas. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. The... But there are, you know, there are brands and, um, you know, I respect that they, they, you know, we're not selling guns. So it's what we're, we're right. helping, you know, that industry. And it is, you know, it is a big industry. So I support the, the businesses that they do out there. But, you know, we there's just so many different types yeah. of things there. It's crazy to see. A lot of cool shows just to get
1: ideas. And and it's interesting because you can grab ideas from other industries and use them for the industry that you serve, you know? Sure. So, I mean, I find that innovation comes from outside industry. So people are like, oh, why would you go to the SHOT Show if you don't deal with those? Well, you may get an idea and use that into right. one of these brands that you serve. Um Exactly and I would love to talk about culture. Right. Um, and one of the things I have written down is to talk about accountability, autonomy, and how to communicate uh, in positive ways. Talk about the culture and around, I don't know if there's any specific stories around COVID and how you had to deal with the, the whole staff and the team around COVID.
2: Yeah. It's been a very interesting year. I can, I'm sure it is for a lot of people, but for us, you know, our culture was kind of cultivated from everybody kind of working around each other and being around each other for, you know, every day, if you will. So, you know, we are doing a scaling up. So we we have scaling up coach that's helping us grow to, you know, a larger size organization than we were a couple of years ago. And that's really helping. Um, but I've, I've feel like I've, I've adopted some of the culture, um, things that I've learned and from my other, um, past, um, jobs and it's important to have staff engagement. It's important to have the company relate to our, to your staff that they're important. It's not just about, you know, sitting at a desk and doing the work. It's also, you know, sometimes you're around, you are around each other more than you are your own family. So you gotta, you gotta, it's a good mix to have. And, you know, during this COVID situation, we've, We've really pushed to, we keep our monthly lunches with management where it's like a, a forum where you ask questions. We are keeping our monthly culture activity, whether it be paint, you know, virtual paints. We've done that a couple of times.
1: Yeah, walk yeah. me through a few of the things, Daniel. So like, what are some of the things in your process, like like you said, for to build culture? Because obviously you have as built into your whole, the way you operate, right? So one thing is you do monthly lunches. And then, how does that work? And then, what else do you do? Have planned out? You mentioned the virtual painting. I don't know if it's monthly. You do a different activity or walk me through some of the things. Yeah.
2: So the lunches, you know, we schedule a time with one of the executives. Um, You can either prep your questions before or you ask directly when you're sitting at lunch. Normally, when we were here in the office, we would go out to lunch and you know sit and chat. Um, And it's it's more it's less work related, but it's still work focused topics. It's not like you know, Oh, are you working on this job? Are you working on this project? It's more like, Hey, what can we do as a company to, to do better for our, for our employees sort of thing? Mm-hmm. You know, is it a then,
1: group or is it one-on-one? Is no, it's a, a group. So it's, it's a, a it's a
2: group of select, um, you know, three to five, whoever volunteers. And then we obviously, you know, choose who the three to five are. Cause we don't want all the same people from the same department or, or whatever. So we try to get a, a good mix mm-hmm. of, of staff that are mixing, you know, with the executive team. Um, and, uh, you know, then we have our paint nights, we have, you know, pumpkin carving, we have crazy sweaters or, you know, whatever, whatever we've done. And then we've done trivia nights, um, this big, this new thing, um, I'm kind of dating myself, but this among us is this big game. That's really popular right now. And we've done that a couple of times and people are just, you know, they're kind of, they've formed, they've, there's a, been a, a good amount of hiring since COVID that we've had. So there's been a lot of new people. And that sometimes it's hard when you're working remotely, but we, but I've learned that there's these, you know, new friend groups that are involved with all these different departments. And that just mm, kind of brings joy that's to me cool. yeah. that people are bonding over s- certain things that we, you know, Amazia has presented for them. So it's kind of, it's great.
1: So was that on a certain frequency, uh, as far as game nights and trivia and paint or minimally once a
2: month, once a month, okay. Lately we've been doing it like twice a month. Yeah.
1: So among us, that's an actual game. I don't know what that is.
2: Yeah, it's like these little creatures with like these goggles, and you have to like go through a map and do these do these tasks before the um what is it, what's it called? The imposter. The imposter can kill all the little other creatures. Um, but if you complete the task, then the imposter loses. But if the imposter doesn't get found, then the imposter wins. So it's 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 really, it's all virtual and You know, you're all working together. You're all Um, working
1: together. It's kind of like an escape room online or something like. I mean, exactly. No, that's exactly
2: what it is. Yeah, that's a good way of of saying it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: All right, that's cool. Yeah, I love
2: that. I mean, here's
1: the thing: anyone listening is they're always looking for great ideas of what they can instill in their company to communicate better, to have better culture. So I love even getting that granular with try among us or try an escape room or try trivia night or try. You know, paint night, you know, it's all things that will just spark someone to do something cool because what this is about, you know, is you sharing your knowledge and people taking action, even if it's one thing they get from this, it'll be worth listening to this. So what are some other things? I love the monthly lunches and, um, you know, what else should that you do internally
2: that, you know, other people would, would learn from? So the biggest thing that we that we do that I myself am um, responsible for creating the entire meeting along uh, with my senior account manager Ari. her and I work hand in hand and we create our quarterly um, our quarterly meetings. So what our quarterly meetings are, they're called T3s together towards tomorrow. So, three Ts. Um, and so, what we do is we review the last quarter and then we we start the new quarter with our new rocks, our new KPIs, our new initiatives. Um, so, that is in itself a project, but I, this is one of the things that I love to do um, because what we do is we integrate our slides. So, we have our you know, agenda, the, the normal things, agenda, what we're going to do here are here are our goals and whatnot. But in that we have, we play Kahoot and it's a game mm. that actually was adopted from like teachers. Um, and what we do is we integrate trivia questions or surveys or polls in between, you know, somebody prison presenting, or if there's a long presentation, we take a break and we do that. Mm-hmm. And then the other two things we do, or well, one thing on our breaks, we do virtual scavenger hunts. And it's like the funniest thing on the planet because they are so competitive to run and find, you know, five or six items and it's the break time. So they, they would rather find these items and go, you know, get a, get a water or, you know, take a break. Uh, so it's just, it's been really fun to see. And we give gift cards for who collects, who, you know, who sends a picture, you know, we make it interesting because it's like, you've got to take a picture, you know, you have to take a selfie with all the items in your hand, or you have to take a picture with a plant or your partner or your pet, you know, so so it makes it a little bit just silly and, and, and interactive. And it's really the last three or four, since we've been at COVID obviously have to been on zoom. Normally we rent a space and we do it and we play games and stuff, but it's been really interesting. And we feel like we were going to adopt it and keep it on zoom because we have the ability to so much easier. Yeah a lot more interactive. Yeah. I got so
1: excited. Like my pen flew out of my hand and hit the computer. (laughs) If you heard that bump. Um, but, um, no, it's interesting because my wife with her company, she just did a Kahoot and she had people send in like baby pictures and like people had to guess which one the baby picture was. And you get to know your colleagues in a much deeper way. And it was funny. Like people, uh, she had people submit baby pictures and then she had people submit like, just like, who's the most famous person you ever met? And then you had to guess who, like, who was who, right? And just yeah. like, and then they tell the story of like, oh my God, I didn't know you, you met, you know, Bruce Springsteen or whatever, you know? So it, it's really interesting. So I love those things uh, and tools. Thank what you about ideas. I'm writing those down. Yeah. It's, it's like Kahoot is, is pretty cool from what
2: she it's said. Really cool. It's um, a really cool application for
1: sure. Yeah. And so what else, you know, getting to know each other culture is really really key, um, from the appreciation stand, it seems like, you know, you are always, and your team is always appreciating each other. What are some ways that you appreciate staff, um, outside of money? Right. Because we all, you know, I, I think I was talking to another guest and they were saying that's like fifth on the list of how people like to be appreciated as money. And there's other things. What are some ways you infuse that appreciation into the culture and the staff?
2: Yeah. And, and this is no, this, I'm not creating this. I did not invent this because I obviously <laughs> didn't invent the English language, but there's, uh, there's only the two words and it's, thank you. Um, but it's also how you, how you, how you use those two words. Right. And the way that I use them is consistently doing one-on-ones with my, with my direct reports. And then I can, I make sure my direct reports have one-on-ones monthly with their staff And it's just to review what they want out of their career. What do they want out of Amazia? What do they want to do with their life? And I've, and I've learned to, everybody is different. We know that we, we, that again, it's not rocket science. Everybody's different. Everybody's motivated by different things. And those motivations change. So if, if, you know, if I talk to, um, you know, my, my e-commerce manager and she, wants to buy a house. Well, now she already has a house. So now I got to find out what, what's her next step. I can't continue to motivate her on her getting her house. So it's one of those things where you have to be alert to your people. You have to be aware of what they're doing. Um, and then, you know, with the clear expectations as a manager that I set out, when they've hit it, you just say, thank you. Great job. Way to go. Hey, I really appreciate you taking the lead on that. You know, being, but it has to be sincere. It can't just be words that you're saying, or it shouldn't really be in a Slack message or, you know, um, a sauna task that we're, you know, you're noting when you're having these one-on-ones with them really express to them, like, I can't do my job without you. Like everybody's replaceable. That's, that's a given, but sometimes you, you, I can't do my job without my team. And I tell them that all the time because I'm busy on the bigger things. I'm trying to work on growing the business and you know, being aligned with my executive team and they're doing the work. So I have to make sure that they know that I'm 100% appreciative of everything that they do.
1: Yeah. I love that. And it sounds like you kind of sit down and you talk to each person and you say, what are you know, kind of goals you want to achieve in the company? And not only that, but what are the goals you want to achieve in your life? Because that all integrates into what they're doing for the business hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Asana. I would love, and you're an operations person, so I don't know. I love to hear about this stuff. So hopefully you geek out on it too, Daniel, but software. I love to hear the software you like that you use internally or in general. Um, Cause I know when you do these quarterlies, my mind goes to wondering the granular finite details of where are they writing this stuff down? Where are they recording it? So they log for the next rocks in the KPI. So it doesn't get lost. So what are the software you do you like to use as a company and, and internally?
2: Yeah, so Asana is great. I mean, you, you build a project every year for our 2021. We, we have a project. Starts with key initiatives. Those key initiatives are the year goals. And then those roll down to quarter rocks. Those are rocks mostly designed for the executive team to focus on. Um, and then the each each individual department will have KPIs. So KPIs need to roll up to rocks, which you need to roll up into KPI or into key initiatives. Excuse me. And having that focus and having the the wherewithal. Every other week, we do a follow up on Hey, are you on track? Or are you not on track? Um, but even even when we're not in the meeting, people update their tasks, so you can see. Oh, they completed it. Awesome. That's great. You know, I'm I'm not in partner development or partner development doesn't report to me, but I can still look at their tasks and say, Oh, wow, they're, they're really killing their rocks this quarter. That's exciting. You know, that's going to roll down, that's going to roll into operations. So I got to prepare my team because there's going to be more sales coming down the road. You know, so it's, Asana's great. great. Um, I didn't have Asana before coming here. There was other tasks, you know, task tools that I use, but I am a time management organized, like total nerd yeah. when it comes to that Talk kind to of me. stuff.
1: Tell me, yeah. What and do you use? Just,
2: when I saw Asana and I was learning, I was like, "Where has this been on my life?" <laughs> you know, it, it gives you deadlines. It gives you the ability to follow up on a task that you've assigned. Like all these things that are just integrated into Asana. Yeah. And you know, we're still learning it. There's probably things that we don't use that we that we that we could use. Um, but it's just, it's a great tool to have because. There's so much things, so many things that can go into it. You have the projects, you have the calendars, you have the boards, you have, you know, uh, just all these things that just, if you're wanna be organized, it's helpful. Yeah. Uh, somebody who maybe isn't organized, it probably will take them, you know, so keep them organized. To,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: You what else? It. So you like Asana? What other tools, software do you like? So we use Slack for our like instant message. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't use it as much when we were not in COVID but now it's kind of like the communication tool, you know, we, we try to not adapt into the drive-bys, you know, but uh, it's just a, a, a tool that you can use like, Hey, I have a question for you. You know, let me know when you get a chance mm-hmm. uh, versus having to get up and go, you know, stand by somebody's cubicle and tap your finger and be like, Hey, I have a question for you. Um, so we use that. Um, but other than that, those are, those are our two main, you know, we use Google suite for a lot of things, you know, forums mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's just it's a better integration than um, Office Suite. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Office is great, but Google has surpassed them, I think. Um, other than that, those are really, we try mm-hmm. to keep it simple. I mean, we have Outlook for our emails, but we focus everything on Slack and Asana. So even if it's in Outlook, you still gotta use Asana because that's the main tool. you know. And we use HubSpot for sales um, in the account management team, um, but we try to keep it simple. So so that we have you know, different types of software.
1: Daniel, I have one last question for you. Um, before I ask it, I want to point people, check out more episodes of the podcast, the Process Breakdown, check out Sweet Process and check out Amazia. It's M-A-M-A-Z-Z-I-A. You can't miss it. Purple banner. Check it out. They have some amazing case studies. You can go to their, their page there, amazia.com slash clients. Daniel, my question is, you know, we talk about culture and accountability and communicating with the staff and I love some of the things that you shared. One thing I'm wondering about is a your favorite story from a staff able to achieve one of their goals. And it could be a personal goal. It could be a professional goal. You don't have to name the person or anything, but what's one of your favorite stories from someone setting out and achieving one of the goals that they have?
2: Yeah. So I was new to e-commerce when I started here. Um, I you know I have, I have an operational background and the owners, you know, wanted somebody like that. So, but I'm a quick learner, so I was able to to really learn e-commerce quickly. But it's still a beast. Amazon is a beast. E-commerce is a, is a nightmare. Um, it's it's a lot of work, and I love hard work. Um, but sometimes you you need you need to find the right people to help you along your way, right? Um, and even if they're they're lower, you know, they're either entry level staff or whoever. Like I find the right people um in my in my position. So um I have this I have this uh e-commerce manager. Her name is Cindy. She's the one I was referring to earlier, who just purchased her home, her first home. So it's really awesome. But um, you know, she she's been here a long time. And, you know, uh I came in and disrupted the process, if you will, you know, uh and um it was it was bumpy for the two of us for a little bit. Um but I stuck to my guns because I was like, "She knows this. She knows this world. She knows everything. Everybody relies on Cindy. She's, you know, she's a rock star." Um, and then, uh, you know, a, a few months down the road, she ended. She ends up. You know, I end up taking on the e-commerce team, and her and I have to work. You know, almost ev- actually every day together, and the the relationship that her and I have built professionally has not only grown me on my knowledge on e-commerce, but it's really, I think allowed her to step into her own light. Um, And she's now a manager. She was, you know, she was just a lead before and now she's a manager and highly respected in the, in our, in our business. Um, And I just love working with her. I love how accountable she can be. I love, how she treats her staff. I mean, we're very aligned on how staff needs to be treated and the expectations and accountability needs to be done. And, you know, again, like I've told, I was telling you earlier, I cannot do my job without her. Like she's, she's just incredible. I love working with her. I know a lot of, I lo- I know the most of the staff loves working with her. And the fact that I didn't know she was buying a house. I mean, I, I knew that she wanted one um, and that was one of her goals. And then, you know, surprise, surprise. She says, I'm, I have to leave early today. Cause I got to go send my escrow papers. You know, she's a private person, but you know, she told she asked me if I could leave, if she could leave early. And I was like, of course, I'm like, that's awesome. You're getting a house. And you know, now she has a house. Um, and she's, like I said, she's just a, a joy to work with. She means business. And, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy that I get to work with somebody like that, a caliber every day.
1: Daniel, I want to be the first one to thank you. Thank you so much. Everyone check out amazia.com. Check out more episodes of the podcast. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side.
2: Thank you. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to sweetprocess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial.